0: Welcome to the Lockdown Dads podcast with me, Ian Dinwiddie, and my co-host, James Miller. We have 46 episodes available for you to explore with us and our amazing guests. Among many fascinating conversations, learn the personal stories and pandemic insights from politicians, PhDs, and an international rock star. If you do enjoy the content, why not visit inspiringdads.co.uk and sign up for our next webinar that explains why supporting new dads at work is the route to gender equality. Hello
1: and welcome to Lockdown Dads. I'm James Miller, author of Dads Don't Babysit, editor of WorkingDads.co.uk and father of two children who are aged 12 and 9. Each week we aim to bring you an interesting and engaging conversation about life as a dad in lockdown and as ever I am joined by Ian Dinwiddie.
0: Hi everyone, Yep, my name's Ian, I'm a coach uh, and I've got two kids, I've got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. This week I'm really pleased to be <laughs> joined by a man who I really admire. I really admire the, the way he engages with his audience, I really admire his, his niche and I really admire how he how he goes about what he does. Um, so this week our guest is Fidel Bohill and he is the modern man coach. Fidel, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you man, that's, that's right up there, it's one of the best introductions I've ever had it's, it's just really handsome in there as well
0: for those <laughs> of you on the podcast you'll need to go over to youtube and go back to the links <laughs> and, uh, and and find out whether that's true um fidel thank you very much for being here and um, the first question we oh, all yeah, ask yeah. all our guests is how are you
2: i'm good I, so yeah uh i'm good isn't that Luke, what an automatic response that was do you know isn't it do you know, don't we all
0: just do that you know don't yeah. we all just do
2: that i'm fine i'm dandy uh actually I am. I am really good at the moment, but it has been a roller coaster. I'm not gonna pretend. Um I think it's quite funny how, how quite a few lots of people are fronting it out, aren't they? Um and in, insisting that it's all been a good time. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a master coach, you know. I know how to manage myself and my mental well-being, and I have still had moments of just Total confusion, despair, crying, do you know what i mean i've been through it all like, you know, yeah, okay, so my skills have allowed to allow me to pull myself out of it, possibly a bit quicker and a and a, mm-hmm. and a bit uh, more comprehensively than 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 your average person but um yeah man i've 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 had a particularly testing time during knockdown of um yeah kind of kind of on my own so i'm as you guys said i'm also a father i have three daughters uh 2017 and 13. (laughs) just checking Uh, yeah so my 13 year old comes and goes so i've I've had her pretty much every uh, every week every monday and tuesday and every other weekend um so she comes but she's 13 so she's not exactly much company although spread it's a lot easier than having little kids for sure Mm she doesn't require a lot of attention but that's also a downside so I felt very lonely as an extrovert. Um, I've had all of my kind of like external stuff taken away from me. You know, the things I normally do, I train a lot. I box competitively. So my gym's been closed. Uh, my best mate who lives around the corner and my boxing coach, um, who's like my kind of mental and emotional sort of sparring partner as well as physical. Um, he was, he's been locked down in Florida. Um, so I haven't, I haven't seen him. I have got lots of friends, um, so my friendship group has been a lifesaver. I'm friends with a lot of guys who I went to school with. Um, we have a WhatsApp group and we've been doing a lot of house parties. And in the height of it, we were on there every night. Um, and that's, that's been a real lifesaver for me. But yeah, it's been difficult. I had a relationship breakdown at the beginning uh, of lockdown, which was yeah. really, really tough. It was a very, very, very kind of um, difficult one as well. So like, my life was kind of perfect. My, my, my life was kind of perfect before lockdown happened beautiful girlfriend business absolutely flying boxing fitness I was traveling everything was on point and I was really happy and then when it all happened everyone was like oh what's been some of these things are really good and I was just like no there's nothing positive in lockdown for me whatsoever there's nothing has been better um don't get me wrong we'll come on to it a little bit later I have taken some lessons and some of it has 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 been amazing um but it certainly hasn't been an improvement for me I am not gonna lie
1: Fair enough. I think that's, that honesty is, is admirable. And, and, I think, yeah. and part of it, I think, is what you're mentioning there, is it, the fact that it came out of nowhere as well. I think, and Like you say, you know, everyone was just bowling along in January and February. And of course, nobody could have foreseen suddenly, bang, everything just stopped. I mean, it's just... Yeah.
2: I said, my, back, my, my, my mate who got locked down in Florida, he had a, bo- he had a boxing match um, and then got on a plane a couple of days later and flew off to a three-week um, yoga trainer's retreat and an ashram in Florida. And literally over that, th- no one had heard of COVID-19 by the time he got off a plane. By the time he'd finished his retreat, he couldn't leave the country.
1: Yeah, wow. Florida not a good place to be left down. <laughs> no,
2: also, no, especially not in a weird ashram. They all turned into a bit of a cult and he had to do a midnight <laughs> escape. That's another story. <laughs> we haven't yeah,
0: got time yeah, for yeah. that one. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. He sounds like we need to
1: get him on. on the next, <laughs> <laughs> future guest. I like the sound of him. Mm, um, nice. How have you been with Ian? How are, let's check in with, with you. How are you.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to be honest as well. It's been a bit rubbish. Um, Uh, We went out for pub lunch on Sunday, actually, which was good. Really enjoyed that. Um, Just kind of normal. It just felt kind of just felt nice. And it was uh, pretty much exactly four months, I think, since we last went out as a family. So that was that was really, really good. Um, But uh, two things happened this week. One, the printer broke without any warning. Our printer basically said, nah uh there's it needs to be sent for a service won't print anymore and um that was queued. this kind of manic sort of tuesday afternoon trying to work out uh where you get a printer from and printers are like toilet paper uh you can't actually get them i don't think anyone's hoarding them that's, that is one that's thing broken. that's why it's broken if you've been using it like toilet paper <laughs> well yeah 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 maybe i was using one but you can't get them so i went i i spent a good hour and a half driving around sort of southeast london a bit tried a couple of pc worlds uh and no printers. Then we ordered one that's vastly over-specced over for what we need. And then my wife found that despite the manual efforts of our IT, IT support, she can't actually download the drivers. So she can't actually use this printer, um, which is a bit of a disaster. I didn't think I could either. Um, oh, God, that, yeah, that was great. just ridiculous. I had to download drive, like, oh, drivers. It's just ridiculous. Um, so apparently it's a really good printer, but we don't need a really good printer. We just needed one that will work with my wife's work. So now she's trying to, IT are trying to work out what they need to bypass. So that was bad. Uh, the other thing, hey, I laugh about it. Um, apparently, according to Barclay card, I spent £760 in Hobbycraft on Tuesday, which Done. didn't it's happen. <laughs> well, I want to put it on record. This did not happen. I don't know how you spent right. £760. You can pounds. tell us the truth, Ian. Yeah. So of it's, it's, a a lot of, it's a lot of hobby. I mean,
1: I, I, mean, I don't know material you're making a lot of masks with that you make you, you make that back <laughs> easily. Uh,
0: anyway so, <laughs> so so credit cards we're the cancer of the credit cards and i have no idea i don't it's probably not even hobbycraft it says it's hobbycraft on the um you know on the statement so um yeah so that's been that's been a delight but it's friday um things are looking up i spent a bit of time in the garden Um, And my daughter doing planting some flowers and things that we bought. And it's getting better. It's been a bit weird. This week, I just thought, not again, not something else. So,
1: yeah. Is is there a COVID hangover there? And that both of those things would clearly be a fag and be stressful at the best of times. But do you think because you've had four months of being locked down that they are more, you know, they become more of an issue than they might otherwise? uh,
2: There's nothing more stressful than a printer.
0: Yeah, the the printer. Yeah. Well, usually the printer would be it breaks forty pound. You get one for forty quid, and it will just arrive tomorrow. We couldn't find. We were trying to work out what we, uh, we've got a drawer that we've got in, inbuilt furniture and we've got a drawer, so it has to fit the drawer. So it's not just we can't just buy a printer. We it, it's, it's too com- We've made it too complicated, let's be honest. Yeah. But I think the printer the fraud. The fraud bit is like, well, oh, that sort itself out. I, I'm not, you know, when I'm not about to pay that bill, so that that's fine. I'm not not so worried about that but the printer bit, ah. Oh. And then I drove around, I drove, drove to Bromley, then I drove to Sydenham, so I, no printers here. And they, they turned me away at the door. The guy said, what are you here for? I said, printers. They said, nah, I'm really sorry. So are you, um, it's not worth coming in.
1: I said, well. <laughs> it's, a, it's a summer holiday activity, isn't it? Driving around South London looking for a printer. You know, I've seen Actually, that on the 100 things to do for free in the holidays, take your kids around South London looking for a printer.
0: The only thing I'd say is it was me time. Because I didn't take the yeah, kids. I was like, oh! I said to Lisa, nice. "Now, now I'm out. I, I might drive, you know, four miles or so up to up to Sydenham and just, just check out PC World. Tunes on. So you know, every every cloud has a silver lining. So um, yeah, so, yeah, well, they
1: we're reduced. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I can jo- I can joke about it. I can come on come on this uh, I come on the recording and talk about it. So James, anyway, um, the beard is looking much more. Much, it's definitely an improvement. It's definitely a trim. How, how how's your week, including your haircut?
1: Well, I don't feel like a different man. I mean, all these people that told me a haircut was going to make me a different man. And, you know, it was quite pleasant, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got some new glasses as well, so I should look like a different man. And my wife said, yeah, you look like a member of John Major's cabinet. So that was not, not the sort of man I was looking for. To... Wow. <laughs> wow. Then, you know, just like, wow. yeah, in a good way. I'm, like, well, I'm not sure like, you, you can do that in, in a good way, really. Anyway.
0: I think people have separated yeah. for less.
1: Well, apparently they're actually quite cool. It's just an age thing that we remember John Major and the mm. young people don't really think that's a good look. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's been all right. It's been a tough week because it's the whole school holidays, actually. It's been a bit tricky because, you know, whilst home school was going on, you had something to give the kids to do. And this week, uh, I'm you know, my work is ramping up and the kids have obviously, their work has ramped down to zero. So that's not an ideal combination. But um, there we go. We'll work it out. Um, I don't, you know, this has been a very negative start. We're all having a... All talking about having a having a rough time one way or the other um where should we go should we try and should we try and switch to, to positive first and uh, and yeah. maybe you, know, you can you can well Pidel, tell me about what you do because you do this stuff um you're, you're very much about a sort of a fresh start right you know, you know a lot of your work is about um restarting you know if you've had a divorce or a, a midlife yeah. crisis of some some sort um you know with, with lockdown an opportunity for either for you or for, for men that you know, to sort of restart or can it be an opportunity to restart things? to, to start Without a, a
2: shadow of a doubt. Um, I mean, I've actually been the first few weeks were a bit of a horror story, weren't they? Cause like all of my workshops and paid speaking gigs and everything else, I like got blown out of the water. But after a couple of weeks, I've never, I've never been busy. I've been flat out through the whole time, which is, which has been really cool. Um, both for me and for my clients, really, they've been using this time to, to do what, what you need to do to, to to springboard out of it really which is sort am i allowed to say sort your shit out you
0: yeah? can yeah, we just cool. we just tick the box that says they split it <laughs> i take th- i tick the box
2: <laughs> so yeah i mean look we've all had a chance to do a little bit more internally than we probably ever have um no matter how busy you are there has been stuff that's been taken away and there has just been there's been moments of self-reflection for everybody, um, and that's great because people are a little bit quicker and a little bit um, uh, more knowing about where their problem areas lie. They know what's going on with their relationships. Unfortunately, we've had quite a lot of relationship breakdowns, um, divorces, breakups. Ooh, there's lots of people in both of my groups who are living with their exes and stuff because they were just about to split up and mm-hmm. then they got locked down and now they're in the same house. None of them, strangely enough, none of them have got closer and got back together again. <laughs> Not that I've seen anyway. But um, yeah, it's definitely an opportunity to, to springboard out of this. An opportunity for a fresh start. Um, unfortunately, job loss is redundancy. So a lot of those negative things, all right, those are opportunities. Where am I going now? What do I really want? Uh, that's There's always an opportunity in things like that. Is there, Is there...
1: Is- you know, without giving away your trade secrets, that you charge people huge amounts of money to to to, to uh, explain. Um, what are the sort of, you know, if you do either you've had a difficult lockdown or you know, as you say, there may be difficulties coming ahead. Are there? And I appreciate it's it's a fairly complex thing, but are there, you know, sort of top tips,
2: uh, you know, simple
1: steps that you can take to turn a negative into a positive.
2: Yeah, well, I, I have a process the before making decisions. So it started off at a time where I was I, I figured this process out um, a few years ago, really. And I'd, I'd set a goal for, for running a half marathon, an arbitrary goal for running a half marathon um, at the time I was doing weightlifting. And I was still boxing competitively. And I thought uh, I, was, I was actually the goal was to run a whole marathon because I just thought all oh, people who train and do fitness have their marathon story. Right. So I picked this goal. And like, then I started having to train for it and I didn't, I ignored it and I ignored it and I ignored it. And then I had to start training in January, like, and I'd got to the point where I had to go out and run a 10 K, um, which is about my kind of maximum. It's like an hour of running. Which just mm-hmm. Boring to me. Any more of that, just boring. Um, and actually it's an in total contradiction to everything I, I normally stand for, but I wondered why I was struggling to motivate myself to do this, which is unlike me. So much so that I stayed it, I stayed in in my running gear and had, had a cup of tea with my mother-in-law rather than going for this run. And I thought, geez, this must be bad. Um, <laughs> uh, and I realized that actually it just wasn't in line with anything else I was doing. So I was like, how do, how do you do this? Why, we, why do we do this to ourselves? We set these arbitrary goals. People always do this. They think they want something, but they don't think it through properly. And mm. they end up reason, un, not understanding why they don't uh, hit their goals properly. So I'd, I'd kind of look back at the, where, the, where you should start, which is with your values. Like what is important to me in life? What is important to me? What are my core values? And then what are my values in this specific area of my life? So wherever I'm about to do my, my goals so it's my health. Um, that's the first step. The second step is, is your vision. So I work with all my clients to create a vision And in 10 years' time. Where do they want to be? It's an anchor that they throw out and, and create a vision. We do it visually, and then we also do it in writing as well um really clear vision to, to put in your unconscious rouse so you know where you're going and then you do your goals. All right? So don't come blasting out of lockdown like it's New Year's Day going, I'm gonna give up smoking, <laughs> I'm gonna give up chicken, I'm gonna be a vegan, I'm gonna run 10 miles, I'm gonna do all this, that and the other, without thinking actually what's what's actually important to me. And that's gonna give me the staying power to see it through. Is this taking me towards where I actually wanna be or is it taking me away from my bloody vision for where I want to be long term? Because um, you're just not going to do it otherwise. So yeah, have a have a strategy, have a process. That's the the first thing. Don't just pull the trigger and be full of uh, kind of vim and vigor as you burst out of your chrysalis um, with your beautiful <laughs> butterfly wings. Um, make sure you set the GPS first properly. <laughs> oh, I
1: like that. I do a mixed metaphor. I don't think butterflies have GPS. I'm not sure they can. They can...
2: Oh, well,
1: you know, it's it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Am I right in thinking most of your clients are male, but you also have so you have a male, but you have a male Facebook group and a female-only Facebook group. Yes. Was how much was there a difference in the sort of things that those groups were talking about during lockdown?
2: So the the topics are fairly similar. How they talk about those things (laughs) is completely different. So I set up the women's group quite a long time ago, but there was so much noise about a man being in it, I kind of left because I just couldn't be bothered to argue with them and then over the like about eight months or so when I wasn't in there I slowly started getting messages from the women that were in there and they were like look we joined because you were in there um, like it's just yeah. the same as any other women's group and it's actually dying a death and we just enjoy following your stuff on your own on your own channels like you need to come back in and liven it up a little bit Um, so I did a few people left but a hundred and so more joined um, and they're still in there and one of the things I still haven't get I still don't get right is the way you men and women communicate differently especially as a group so my something i'll post in the men's group which is like three words how you doing um something like that or well, i have my wednesday sex question so that's yeah. quite a good one
0: i'm in the group <laughs> it would just be real
2: basic in the men's with a little aubergine emoji on it. <laughs> and i remember when i first did that in the women's group they were all like oh what are you doing you can't come in here talking about sex and i was like whoa and then like I flowered it all out a little bit. Same question, but turned it into like three paragraphs and they were like, Oh, I did that. They like you, the communication uh, is just very, very different. The communication styles. um, I would also say, if I'm honest, the women are a little bit more mature. Like they are, they're still banter there, but it's not to the same level. And they tend to be a lot more kind of like reflective um, and a little bit more uh, kind of sort of yeah.
0: thoughtful, <laughs> perhaps. It, it kicks off. It, sometimes it kicks off. And uh, I can imagine you just going, I'll just let this run. But I I think it's brilliant. I think I think there's a, I think within that Facebook group, there's a certain the men's side. I'm not in the women's group, obviously, but um, in yeah, the men's group, the men's group it. Wow. Uh, then it is... It's a bit of a cliche. It is a little bit of a safe space for men to kind of open up about con- and have conversations that they wouldn't otherwise be having if they thought they were going to be judged. And I think mostly that group is pretty supportive of each other. There are a few, yeah, few times absolutely. when things get a bit bit muddled, but yeah, I mean, it's a good space, I think.
2: I love it. I love it in there. And of all the men's groups I'm in, it's my, it is my my favourite. And I'm not just saying that. Um, it, is, it, <laughs> it is my favourite because I think the balance is right where... I, I I quite like the banter. Do you know what I mean? I know it says on the thing that it's not a place for banter and stuff like that. <laughs> but actually, I, I I wrote that when I was being all idealistic. Um, <laughs> and actually, in real life, when you've got a thousand blokes, like you've got to be able to have a laugh at you. You know, um, definitely. So so, so yeah, the, the, I think we get the balance right between having a laugh, um, cheering each other up, and actually then providing the safe space when people have got big stuff going on, um, and they post about mm. it. The support that's given is is be- a beautiful thing to behold, actually. I, I, yeah. I love it.
1: Um, and if you want to understand why men and women communicate differently, of course, you can buy my book, The Gender Agenda, can't you? Get yourself on Amazon, oh, oh, The Gender Agenda, I'll explain it all. I uh,
2: believe I've got a copy of that, James.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure how many copies I've got. If I've got one, I'll send one. But I know I've, I've nearly got rid of my, my free pile. But I think there might be, there might be one or two left. It's an interesting point, You know, and, and again... You know, my book is about how we get there not saying it's good or bad it's how we know yeah. why it's the case uh, you know we have to deal with the world as it is how yeah. does that uh, sort of feed into the future if you like if we're trying to come out of um the covid experience and and create you know this better new world that apparently we're it, it is there for the taking um, I just wonder how that, that experience of, of men and women both having a, a different experience of lockdown and just generally dealing with everything in a different way, how do we, how do we harness that to make this world, this post-COVID world better? Beautiful. That's a big question, I know.
2: It's a big question, but I'm ready for it, baby. Um, so I've done a few talks on this and I've, I've, I'm probably going to get real controversial here as well, which is good. Um, So for me, one of the most interesting experiences of the lockdown was like when it first happened. Like I said, I was I was I was in a relationship, and so um, she was having a bit of a meltdown, and didn't know like really worried about for money and everything else like that. So like I put on my masculinity, and I and I helped her out, and I had my ex-wife, similar stuff, my kids, a few friends. So I I was like I was in business mode for the first few weeks, getting everybody else settled around me, do you know what I mean? Doing my thing, fixing everybody's problems. And then once they were all settled, I came home to my flat, and I was like, my business had fallen apart, and like all my kind of like masculine energy, everything that I've been kind of like working on over the last few years was really sort of stepping into my masculine energy and all, and all this sort of stuff, building, driving, you know, controlling, doing the business, everything else like that. My 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 life was penetrating the world like a given masculine <laughs> uh, penetrator, and then it all stopped, mm. and I was like. Oh nothing to fight, you can't fight it, can you? Like you can't fight the um, the unknown, there was nothing to wrestle, nothing there was I had zero control. Um there was nothing I could plan or predict, um, because I didn't know when it was gonna end, I didn't know what it was gonna mean. And I was like, ah, what am I gonna do? And I was like, Oh time to walk your walk walk or talk. What's you what's useful? Actually, the feminine, the feminine energy. And this is what I talk about a lot, is that masculine difference between the masculine and the feminine um energies and stuff like that. And I was like, actually it's time to step into the flow isn't it allow to just be to sit to go in inwards internal emotional um kind of kind of stuff rather than going out and penetrating and controlling and building and driving um and so i found that really useful and in some ways i think um a lot of women will come out of this but and in some ways in I, over the last kind of like year or so, I've been getting involved with quite a lot of spiritual work and that's been a lot of the inner, inner journey that I've been on, which is certainly certainly this aspect of divine feminine and masculine that's within all of us and all of this sort of stuff. And actually a lot of the historical talk is, you know what, we are, we're moving into this age of Aquarius. We're moving into this age of the feminine. And and in some ways this lockdown has just pointed us in this direction where where we're stepping into this change there's more alignment with the planet there's more we're looking to we've enjoyed all this peace. we've understood understood the importance of family um and all this stuff and actually we've got the female leaders across the world that aren't doing it like margaret thatcher they're actually doing it in their feminine energy just in our Jen, who's like an absolute goddess um in my eyes just the way she's dealing with it's just so in such a beautiful powerful feminine way um just absolutely golden she's she's kind of like leading this this new wave um so i think that's the big change that's the big change guys get ready because i think it's 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 the it's the time of the feminine we're stepping into that and i think that's the big change that's coming and i'm fully supportive of it i think it's going to be brilliant
1: something you said there that really rings a bell with we've heard so many times haven't we and it sounds like at the beginning of lockdown the, the phrase that's come up time and again is uh you know it's like when you're on a plane and they say put on your oxygen mask before anybody else it's, yeah you were running around putting everybody else's oxygen mask on I was yeah. you know not necessarily looking after yourself
2: and I, uh, and I always wonder whether I would actually I, I always think about that when they say that on the airplane mm. I'm kind of thinking do you know what it's not going to happen I am actually going to put on everybody else's first and I, I, like, I, I can see myself doing that I did a social media post about not not doing that and generally the important that is something I've learned over yeah. the over lockdown is actually the importance is, is looking after me, especially in our line of work um, yeah. as to keep myself sane and on point and present for my clients yeah. and my family. So um, I spoke to one of my coaches and one of my therapists and she was just like, look, 40% of your time has to be spent on your therapy, on your practices. You need to be doing your work so that you can show up where you need to show up. If you don't do that, you're going to you're not going to be doing
0: it. You're not going to be doing your, what, what you're here to
1: do. Yeah. Like I said, you got to walk the walk.
2: Got to I walk did, the walk.
0: Yeah. yeah. So in terms so it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Why, at what stage, Fidel, do you think it, you turned a corner in terms of how you how you saw lockdown and how you started? Was it when was it when Boris Johnson stood up and say, right, OK, everything's opening up? Or was was there a moment for you where you thought, actually, this is going to be OK for me and I've got I've, I've worked this out as best I can?
2: i think i always felt it was going to be okay that didn't stop the moment to moment stuff do you know what i mean um like i'm i'm an extrovert so my energy levels have dipped they just are lower so it's just all been around acceptance and i think once mm. i twigged that there was this whole feminine energy is after that conversation with um rebecca lowry i'll give her a little shout out um one of the, women that I, one of the coaches and therapists that I work with, I'm blessed to have a nice little panel of, of experts that I go to when stuff's going on like that and um, she spoke to me about that and then so I spent the rest of the day kind of just properly meditating on it and was just like, this is just about you've just got to accept it bro, you've got to sit down, accept it, allow it and whatever will be, will be and you will be alright because you've got you've got the tools in your toolbox. Um, so from that moment onwards I've, I've been in a groove it, like it's not every day, of course not but I've always had an overall sense of of kind of calm and confidence since then, really.
1: I do think the spiritual stuff's interesting. I mean, you know, um, know, hands up, I I haven't got a spiritual bone in my body, but that doesn't mean that I think (laughs) you're wrong or anything. And I do think it's interesting, uh, you know, sort of coming out of this, especially, and on this podcast, we've talked a lot about practical things and, and, you know, childcare and all the rest of it, but there's pretty good evidence that having some sort of spiritual element in your life. Um, you know whether whether it's the correct one or you you know whatever you buy into <laughs> is undoubtedly uh, good for you and will have helped you you know deal with any crisis that has sent your way you know and obviously coronavirus has been a crisis
2: without a shadow of a doubt it was something when I first came across when I first started doing hypnotherapy it was this understanding and and belief that we are somehow connected to the universe like as as human beings this connection. People, some people's uh, religion, prayer—it's all the same thing. We spit out what we want to the universe, and the miracles happen. Um, and whatever kind of ideas you you use, even science says that this is this is this is true. And we are, we are there's energetic connection between human beings and the plants and animals and the earth in general. Right? It can be as complicated or as simple as you want to make it but i've really got in tune with that i've been doing not so i've turned really hippie i've been barefoot walking i've been yeah. hugging trees as people who follow me on social media will know uh, and that's changed the game for me man i've like yeah got really into all that stuff so it's really good for you.
1: there's good evidence that it's really good for you right hugging trees is good for you you know <laughs> and for whatever reason it, it works
0: yep well, I mean, the highlight, the highlight surely of that spiritual journey is um, being naked on top of some kind of mountain in Spain, Fidel. Oh, I? Oh, My what? eyes yeah. deceived me. I didn't zoom in. <laughs> no, I, think, I, think, I, I think people were zooming. I don't uh, know. They did. They
2: did. I got, I got some zooms in my inbox and some people <laughs> doing uh, various drawings on there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I went out to meet a colleague, uh, Craig Barlow, the naked mountain man. Um, last week, as soon as flights went on sale, I booked one um, over to see my brother in Spain. because so I was like, I've just got to get out of it. Uh, I've got to get out of my little flat. I've got to get out. I need some proper adult company as well. Um, so yeah, I hopped on a plane and went to visit my brother um, just sort of in the mountains behind Nurka. Um, and I met up with a couple of people and yeah, we we're putting together a retreat out there. Um, so he took me up into the mountains and um, yeah, he does a thing of this, uh, get, getting naked at the top of a, of a mountain. So yeah, why not, man? Um it yeah. had to be done. It was very liberating indeed,
0: and it, and I suppose it, it's Spain, not Scotland, so the, you know the the yeah. weather the weather conditions are
2: in it's your favour.
0: <laughs> <Obviously, laughs>
1: no, that's that's the bad bit. Not the naked, having to climb a mountain, but yeah, it's
0: good. <laughs> I'm I'm
2: with you on that. It was absolutely awful. I like it was like they were doing a lot of rock climbing and stuff, and I do not like height. He's skipping around like a mountain goat. I think I must have. <laughs> called him all kinds of names under the sun he's gonna no, it's fine uh just jump over this thing and i'm just like no mate just no how do i go round? um is yeah. he
1: actually called the naked mountain man is that that's his stick that yep that's his thing he, does, he says what he says on the tin know, it does what it says on the tin he's just a yeah, naked, mountain. On
0: the tin, like the naked mountain man yeah yeah, yeah. That, that is a, like that it. is a niche to beat all niches i think <laughs> it is it is Definitely. he does very yeah. well Right.
1: Definitely. Um. Listen, uh. The washing machine's beeping. So you know, and we've only got a few minutes left. So that seems like a good time to 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 <laughs> wipe out. Uh, Well done, washing machine. Um. Should we, should we do tips? This uh, you know, having yeah, talked about I mean, naked men up I feel like tips feels a bit. Uh, that's not a good term to go to. Feel uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit banter, a bit yeah. banter that though.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess for, for from our perspective, what be um Fidel? I mean, in terms of, in terms for. Tips for guys who are looking, as they come out of lockdown, who are looking to do things differently, what kind of things would you recommend as they, maybe they, they've reflected over the last sort of three, four months about how they want their life to go? What, do they, you know, what kind of things should they be thinking about doing next in the next few months as things open up?
2: So I've already explained my values, vision, goals process. That's a really good place to start. The the second thing that I run some programs on doing is looking at your life domain. So your health, your wealth, your relationships and yourself. Okay. Um, so actually having a a life where you don't lurch around from emergency to emergency in all those important areas of your life um, requires you to have a load of habits and routines around those areas of your life. So think about health routines, two or three. Think about your wealth routines, two or three. Um, saving money. Are you going to pay your bills? Uh, relationship routines: two or three. Put time in the diary for date nights. Manage your relationships, not just with your uh, partner, but with friends, um, other relatives, parents, kids, um, and, and self. Allow time for self. So just put those things, and they're non-negotiable. You put them in your diary. Plan out each month with time for your health, your wealth, and your relationships. Okay. Um, And that will, if you're covering all of those bases at a basic level and you're doing all the really little important jobs that need to be done and it's planned into your diary, then that means when fires really do start, you've got space, you know, you're not lurching around. Um, so cover all of those things off first with your time and your focus and plan the time for them and then that leaves you with a bit more space and a mental ability to be able to focus on steering your ship in different directions maybe choosing some new things to do um, because you know you're not you're not at risk you're not going to be you're not going to be cycling around with three wheels
0: rather than four nice nice and stable i guess you got the stable nice and stable, stable platform
2: just cover that stuff off the basics lurching around is no good for anybody it's no good for your stress levels it's no good for your confidence it's no good for your family um, it's just no good so, so get, get the basics sorted and then you can go off adventuring
1: sounds good right talking oh, of fresh. adventuring um, I'm going off adventuring next week I won't be here next week mm. uh, COVID mm, COVID right. permitting I'm trying to get on, trying to get on holiday yeah so man my tip is basically have a good summer because I'm, I'm out and we're off yeah. for after that lockdown dads has taken August off uh, and in fact, I'll see you, Ian, in a couple of yeah, weeks woo-hoo. in life after the Coffee week, week, shop. Coffee week, shop meetup. <laughs> oh, you bring okay. a big cardboard yeah. to put around you, a big yellow square. <laughs> so i you done <laughs> You know, all that, you know, COVID permitting, let's face it, all of it could go to hell in a handcart at any moment, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we'll follow Fidel's tips and we'll be ready for whatever life may throw of us, right? Yeah. Uh, right. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm out next week. Uh, and Ian is back with a, a special secret guest. Oh, that's
0: something to look forward to. The, the, uh, banter, the banter will flow. It may be painful, so, but it will flow.
1: I don't know if that's something to look forward to I or might not. get the kids involved. <laughs>
0: I, might get, I might get my kids up. It's, uh, okay, uh, it, I will say who, who it is. It's my brother. Uh, and I might well get his <laughs> kids involved. I mean, we might get my kids involved just for something a little bit different. But yes, oh, I was like, saying.
1: Like Joe Wicks. It's going to be like the end of Joe Wicks, isn't it? Everyone, it is.
0: Did, uh, you, did you go back for the end of Joe Wicks? Nah. Oh, I did. Yeah. Well, done, you. Cousin. I took you can, a picture of the kids. You can print off the certificate.
1: Oh, no, you can't, because your printer's knackered.
0: Oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've already printed it off and coloured oh, it in.
1: Oh, oh, here we go. <sighs> right, well, listen, uh, you, because I'm meeting up with, with Ian in a couple of weeks to, to discuss series two, yep. uh, if you've any uh, if you bits you've liked about the last few weeks or, or disliked, then... Uh, put them in the comments and, and get in touch with us with what you like and what you don't like, and we will feed that into the big editorial meeting. Uh, and leave like, uh, rate, review, etc., etc.
0: That has been episode thirteen of Lockdown Dads. Thank you very much, Fidel, for being with us today. And in terms of finding out more about what you do, there is the Modern Man Club on Facebook, and also your website is modernman.org.uk. I think, Fidel, if I got that right. It is indeed. It's been a pleasure to have you with us and we will see you all next week for episode 14, the last of the current season of Lockdown Dads. Thank you very much, everyone. Goodbye. Not me.
1: Goodbye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Dads podcast with me, Ian Dinwiddie, and my co-host, James Miller. We have 45 episodes available for you to explore with us and our amazing guests. If you enjoyed the content, why not visit inspiringdads.co.uk and sign up for our next webinar that explains why supporting new dads at work is the route to gender equality.